Keep clapping your hands to Jesus. Keep clapping your hands. Celebrate Jesus with a mighty clap offering. This your clapping is on a wheelchair. Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Let's celebrate the choir. Put your hands together for choosing vessels. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, 24. The Bible says, Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which went, or a man which sowed good seeds in his field. Verse 25. But while men slept, somebody say, while men slept, his enemy, most of the times we've said the enemy, but it is his enemy. His enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat. And he went away. I'm going to be speaking briefly on awake, oh sleeper. Awake. Turn to your neighbor and tell the person for me, awake. Oh, sleeper. No, tap the person and say, awake, awake. Awake, oh, sleeper. Time we have. Let me share a few with them. Number one, or the first lesson of this parable is that the farmer sowed good seeds. The farmer sowed good seeds. No one in this life will wake up and decide that they want to punish themselves and so they will sow bad seeds. Everyone seated here, everybody in this life have good expectations. Oh, when you hear people talk and they tell you about their expectations, nobody wishes themselves evil. If they are students, they will tell you that they want to pass their exams and get all A's. Even babies, when you ask them what do you want to be in life, you hear the good things they say about themselves. This farmer is not different. He went out to the field and he sowed good seeds. He planted good things. In other words, he expected a good outcome of this life. He expected good outcomes. However, the fact that you have sowed good seeds is not a guarantee that the expectation will be good. That's the second thing. So this farmer sowed good seeds. Expecting good returns, a good outcome, good expectations. Expecting that his marriage will be good. I know somebody who told me, he said, before I married, I was a virgin. I married my wife who was also a virgin. Two virgins, we married. And we believed that God was going to bless us because we've lived our lives as virgins. And he said, when we gave birth, our first child was a sickler. Second child became a sickler. And the third child was a sickler. Before the first one could reach the age of, no, the second one could reach the age of 10, the second one died. And then the third one also died. And hear me, child of God, sometimes when you look at the effort you put into life, you would have expected that the outcome should have been better than what you have seen. But let me tell you in this life, it doesn't work like that. Life does not give you what you deserve. Life will always give you what you fight for. And so you can sow good seeds and expect good harvests. But if you don't fight for good harvests, an enemy will appear. Your enemy will appear and compromise everything you have sowed. This morning I came to tell you, any bad seed the enemy have interfered your good seed with, it shall be uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't like the way you said amen. This I said, it shall be uprooted by fire. So, it is not enough. Hard work in life is not enough. Being a good person in life is not enough. In one of Archbishop's books, he said something very profound. He said, faithfulness is not the same as fruitfulness. So even in ministry, you can be very faithful. 
but not be fruitful. In life, you can be faithful. You can, you can be faithful as in you've done what you're expected to do. But that alone will not guarantee that you'll be fruitful in life. So aside faithfulness, you need another grace to make you fruitful. That is why you can see a pastor, you can see someone, you can see a businessman, you can see a Christian who is very, very good. He's been born again from his teenage age up to the time he will die. But things will not work out in a certain way for them. Why? Because sometimes there is an enemy who will always come behind when you sleep to plant evil things. But this morning, I came to tell you, in the month of January, any time the enemy will appear, from this time to the end of the year, by fire, their works shall be consumed. I said their works shall be consumed. Clap your hands and shout a big amen. That is why they say sometimes that why do bad things happen to good people? Have you heard that before? Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And he said, oh, it's the will of God. No. In the book of Titan, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper. Be in health, even as your soul prospers. Who told you that God, God's will is for you to go through misery? God's will for you is to be sick every day. God's will for you is to be begging every day. That is not the will of God. And hear me, when you walk in the will of God and God is blessing you, your beginning, you may start small, but your end, you must increase. So even though you are not where you want to be now, your testimony every day should be that tomorrow is always better than yesterday. For anybody seated here today who is saying that last year was bitter, last two years was better, I came to tell you that it is about to change. Your best days are not behind you. Ah, I said your fruitful days are not behind you. Your best days are going to be ahead of you. I prophesy over your life. This year will be better than last year. If you shouted amen, I said this year, it will be better than last year. Whatever you couldn't achieve last year, I see that this year, by fire, by force, your doors shall open. Ah, I said this year, your heavens shall open. I said this year, the enemy that comes to corrupt your seed shall be arrested. And when the thief is arrested, he will restore seven times. Wherever you are seated this morning, receive the grace for a better tomorrow. Ah, I said receive the grace for a better 2024. This year, 2024, I prophesy over your life. By the power of God, you shall laugh. Ah, I said you shall laugh. Clap your hands and shout, I am the one. So please understand this. Understand that life is somehow. It can be somehow. You don't just plant and go and sleep. So God will take care of it. No. Jesus said to the disciples the other day, up till now you have not received because you have not asked. And at the time the people he was saying this, the people were asking him, what does he mean? The Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven have suffered violence. And the violence they take it by force. So church, if you are a, a, if you are a farmer and you plant good seeds, it is not a guarantee that you wake up the next morning and the good seeds are all intact. An enemy will come in and plant something you don't like. That is why Jesus said that any plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out. Anything the enemy planted in your life, I root it out. I said I root it out. I root out evil in the name of Jesus Christ. I root out poverty from your life. I root out sickness from your life. I root out failure from your life. So the Bible says, Romans chapter 9 verse 16, Therefore, it is not of him that will it, neither is it of him that run it, but it is of God. It is of God. It is of God. If it is left to what we will alone, and what we wish alone, oh, we will all not be here today. 
Are you understanding what I'm talking about? But the concept of understanding that life is a battle must be taken seriously. Because anytime, when you are here praying, and enemies are there praying, when you are fasting, do you know demons, witches, wizards, do you know they also do fasting? Oh, a story is told of this great man of God, Nicky Cruz. One day he was on a plane. And on the plane, he, he's an international big evangelist. Somewhere in the 70s or thereabouts. And on the plane, he saw this man sitting next to him who was mumbling. So he thought he was a Christian who probably was speaking in tongues. So he got close and said, are you a Christian? And the guy responded, Satan forbid. He said, I am a part of a group of Satanists. And we are fasting for 40 days. We are fasting that this year, great men of God will fall all over the world. And it is said that it was the same year Jimmy Swaggart had his crisis. Jim Baker had his crisis. Um, what Montgomery. And most of those people, they had their crisis. I think it was 1986 or 85. All of them had their crisis. Why? Because there were a group of Satanists, witches. So sometimes when you come to church and we say, shall we pray? And we are praying as if you are the nicest lady that just dropped from heaven. Sometimes I pity you. Because whilst you are becoming psychedelic, there are people who are chanting, drinking blood, sowing with sowing tests among the things you are planted. And so when you decide that you are just going to sit back and that God is going to make everything fine, I'm just laughing at you. But when you rise, they will fall. This morning I declare over your life, anybody that rises against your life, let them fall. I say, let them fall. Clap your hands and shout fire. So we have an enemy who is always looking for an opportunity to corrupt our seed. Always to corrupt your seed. And the seed here refers to your expectation. Your God-given destiny. There is an enemy who is always looking for an opportunity to corrupt your future. To make sure that the things you've seen in a dream. Oh, you've seen yourself in a dream. Riding good cars. Living in a good home. Married with your children. And even though you've been having the dream from when you were a teenager. You've not seen any manifestation. Because there is an enemy whose assignment is also to ensure. That what you see in the spirit will never manifest in the physical. But when it comes to evil, that is what must manifest. Hear me child of God. You must take your destiny into your hands. Did you hear what I said? I said you must take your destiny into what? Yes. He said, Abba Bishop, why would God not do it for me? We are going to get there. One day, a great man of God by name, Kenneth Hagen. How many of you have heard the name of Kenneth Hagen before? Powerful man of God. He's gone to glory. He used to have experiences of Jesus walk into his room and have conversations with him. He said one time he was having a conversation with Jesus. And this, what I'm saying is written in this book, The Authority of the Believer. And in the midst of the conversation, he saw a demon in the form of a monkey that came between him and Jesus and was in, distracting the conversation. So he kept quiet. And then Jesus also kept quiet. And the demon was just miserable. And they were both quiet. So, later, he asked Jesus, won't you tell this demon to get out of here? Jesus said, no, I can't. I can't because I've given you the power on this earth. You as a believer, you are the one in charge. Immediately, Kenneth again said to the demon, get out of here. And the demon left. If you don't take charge of your life, eh, something else will take charge of it. Am I speaking to somebody today? So, the devil is not too strong. The devil is not all powerful. No, he's not. Demons are not too powerful to stop you from succeeding. No, 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 they are not. But they only take advantage of our ignorance. They only take advantage of our sleep. When men slept, when the man slept, that was the only time the enemy could come and sow. Listen, as long as you are awake, no demon will enter your life. Did you hear what I said? But as long as you are sleeping, I've, I've prayed for people who have told me, Bishop, in my dream, somebody slapped me. They woke up with the pain. 
somebody shot me with a gun. They woke up with a, something, a pain, some sickness. Some people will say uh, an injection was given to me in a dream. They woke up and uh, one I had, strange one, giving injection in a dream. The person woke up, started feeling some symptoms. Long story short, after about two months, the person was growing limb. Did a checkup and realized that the person had HIV. Meanwhile, this person had never gone anywhere close to what should bring HIV. And you understand what I'm talking about. So, there are things that are infused into people whilst they are asleep. Why do you sleep like that? Why do you sleep so much? You, I'm not talking about physical sleep. I'm going to get there. But why do you sleep till you allow the devil to destroy what you should have been? Why do you sleep till you allow your enemy to destroy your future? Why do you sleep till you allow the devil to take over your whole family and destroy them? Hear me, child of God. If you slept yesterday, tell your enemy I am awake. Because I see a people getting up from here. You shall rise up and you shall become the warrior of your family. You shall bring down any altar in your family that have decided that it shall not be well. You shall bring them down. Lift up your hand and shout, they are coming down. Because sleep will cost you badly. Oh, sleep will cost you. I'm telling you, it will worry, it will cost you. Sleep. Tell your neighbor for me, sleep will cost you. No, they didn't hear you. Shout it louder into their ears. Tell the person, sleep will cost you. Ah. Sleep will cost you. It will make you lose your destiny. Sleep will make you lose your greatness. You've received a prophecy. But sleep will make the enemy come and take it away. You keep on sleeping. Sleep. Sleep will finish you. <laughs> sleep is the only thing that removes princes from horses. It removes them from the top and brings them down. Sleep. 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 It will cost you. And no matter who you are, listen, the devil is not a respecter of persons. If you subject your life to sleep, something will take over your life. I wish that there would be somebody in this church today who would decide that this year, the sleep is over. I, I don't know who that person is, but I wish I'm speaking to somebody who will say to himself, who will say to herself, that from today, devil, you will not catch me sleeping. I am alert. Is somebody alert in the house? That devil, I am alert. Devil, I am awake. I will not sleep and you introduce premature death into my... Uh -uh, it won't happen. It won't happen. Anybody who was sleeping, I declare right now, wake up. I said, wake up. Sleep. Let me quickly share with you different types of sleep. Number one. When the Bible talks of sleep, sometimes it refers to death. Death. In Job chapter 14 verse 12, it says, So man lieth down and riseth not till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. So in this scripture, Job was talking about death. That there is a time when man will lie down and not wake up again. Is that okay? And there are several scriptures that talks about sleep as in death. And as for this one, it will happen to everybody. But the saddest thing is when it happens to you before your time. But what did they make us here? Hello? Are you still here today? The saddest thing is when you allow it to happen to you that that sleep, that permanent sleep has happened to you before your time. No. It is something you must fight. The second type of sleep is physical sleep. The physical sleep we sleep. Yeah. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. You sleep everywhere. You sleep on your bed. You sleep in the chair. Some people can even sleep when they are standing down. When they are standing, they can sleep. Some, some people, they even move all the way. They come all the way from their homes, come to church, and then come and sleep in church. Sleep. I mean, they sleep everywhere. Anywhere they sleep. Sleep. Ask somebody, do you sleep everywhere and anywhere? No, ask the person for me. They don't look like it, but ask them. Ask them. 
I, I was reading a book. I've forgotten the name of the man, but he says that it's, it's, not, a, it's not a Christian. He's um, one of these billionaires in America. I've forgotten the name, but he was saying that there are a few ways by which he tests people, you know, to decide to do business with them. He says when he wants to test people, most of the times he takes them to the golf course to play golf with them. And the way they hit the ball and things like that tells whether the person is somebody who can take risk. One other way is through natural things like shaking of hands. And he tests people's honesty when they're able to look into his eyes, blah, blah, blah. And then he said one other way is when he pushes them to the limits, he sees how they sleep. He says anybody who sleeps being tired on the job and the person can sleep, he knows that He's not somebody who can entrust his business into his care. He can't have any serious thing with you. <laughs> but you see, in life, eh, you must master certain things. You must, you must have control over certain things. One of them is your appetite. Somebody say appetite. No, no, tell somebody who say appetite. Yeah, appetite for food. Appetite for drink for sex anyone who doesn't have control over your appetite something else is in control of your life another thing you must be able to control is your sleep and here i'm talking about physical sleep you you must have control especially you young people you see naturally as you age it is said that when you hit sister going your metabolism changes and so on and so forth but as a young person if you can sleep anyhow, you can sleep eight hours, ten hours, you have a problem. You know, some people, the way you sleep, you don't need a demon. You don't need a demon to destroy your life. The sleep alone can destroy you. Yeah. There are people who can sleep huh, and go to interview late. Some can sleep and go to exam room late. I mean, that is, should I say it's demonic? Some people, they go, you, you meet them in the bank, they are sitting down, waiting for their turn, they are sleeping. You meet them at the food joint, they are waiting for the waiter, they are sleeping. You give them a lift, they sit in your car, two minutes, pa, they are gone, they are sleeping. You come to church, you sit down, your eyes. It's a demon! It's a demon! Some of you, you only, feel, you only feel asleep when you try to pray. When you wake up, oh, do I have a witness in the house? You are home. You are home. You've watched Ghana movie. You've watched Ghana movie. No problem. You watch. You watch football. You watch wrestling. You watch everything. Immediately you say, I want to pray. You kneel by your bed. You pick your Bible. You want to read your Bible. Oh, you know, you open your Bible. By the time you see it, then your face is inside the Bible. You are sleeping. Something is wrong. Oh. So, I, I, I was telling somebody about the way he sleeps. He said, oh, Bishop, the Bible says that he giveth his beloved sleep. So, oh, oh yeah. Didn't you read in the book of Proverbs a little sleep, a little folding of hands? So shall poverty come upon you like an arm robber. You sleep. 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 5 a.m. Some of you we set prayer 5 a.m. every day on social media. Some of you 5 a.m., that's when you are changing gear. The devil is a liar. I pray that this year, may you be alert physically in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear somebody shout your loudest? Amen. So physical sleep. But having said that, it is also important. My wife, don't use this one against me. It is also important that sometimes it is good to get rest and sleep. Close your ears. Somebody tell her, close your ears. Sometimes it is good to close your eyes and sleep small. Don't go, 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 and you don't sleep. 
Sleep can be good sometimes because it is necessary for the body. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? But too much sleep and sleeping anywhere and everywhere. One day, if you don't take care, you will sleep on a bed you are not supposed to sleep on. Yeah. Yeah. So in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, the Bible says, and when they entered into a ship, now when you read the preceding verses, you will see the activities Jesus was engaging in. Heavy dose activities. Tiring activities. Stressful activities. And so when he entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Verse 24. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. So this is a physical sleep. The man at work was tired and was sleeping. It is not your own son. In the morning, what are you doing? I'm resting. In the afternoon, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. In the evening, oh, I'm resting. Every day you are resting. What did you do that you are resting? Jesus worked. And when he finished, he went to take some rest. You know, um, um, Elder, what's the name of the elderly man here? Elder Kwafu. He's getting to 90 or whatever, plus thereabouts. I watch him. He comes to church. His eyes are open throughout. Anytime I have a conversation with him, his conversation, you know, at a certain age, you think you will forget certain things, they won't make too much correction. And, no, not that man. He will tell you, oh, last time, this, 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 this. His brain is alert. And, and the other man, um, Mr. Goliath, he's 90. No, 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 more than that. 95. Uh, 95. And the man is, when I'm preaching, I'm, I'm watching him. 95, he's sitting now, he's alert. He's listening to everything. You don't see him close his eyes. So when, when I see people 30 years old, 25, you sit down five minutes, you have closed your eyes. The devil is a liar. Something is wrong. When you are supposed to be praying, you are there snoring. Do you see why people are poor in your family? And they want to make you also poor. Sometimes the devil try you with fornication. They know they can't get you. They try you with alcohol. They know they can't get you. They try you with this. They know they can't get you. But they know that you like sleeping. So when you are supposed to be praying, the devil will blow air over you. And then you'll be sleeping. But today, I see an army rising up. I don't know who they are. But I declare, as you rise up, the devil will fall. I don't like your amen. I said as you are rising up in prayer, every devil in your father's house, that devil in your mother's house, that demon that was assigned to destroy your life, they are falling. Clap your hands and shout yes. Oh. No. And control your appetite. Listen, listen to this. Everybody listen to this. If you are right, write this. You cannot be spiritually heavy and physically heavy at the same time. When you have a certain burden in your spirit, huh? such people are not physically heavy every day. So when you realize that you are always heavy physically, it's a problem. There are times you should be able to look at food and say no. Oh. No. You know, in the fasting and prayer, some of the days I go without food. Food. From I think about Thursday or Friday. I've not eaten. Huh? No, just drink. Drink. Just having drink. And I sit down and my children and family, they are eating, cooking. Um, Prophet Alex came here. You know, when they were refreshing him the Friday, I was sitting down. It, it doesn't do anything to me. How you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, yesterday, I went to a meeting with Archbishop and some people in a very, very plush, one of the finest hotels in Ghana. And when they finished, food was there. They were serving food. It didn't do anything to me. No. You see, if anybody who can't control your appetite, you are not going anywhere in life. If you're a woman, you can't control your sexual appetite, you have a problem. You are not going anywhere. Any man that touches your breast, no, then you melt. You have, there is a demon trying to destroy your life. You are a guy, when you see big bottles, then you go crazy. You see big breasts, you go crazy. 
and then you are here shouting, I will be great, I will be great. If you are going to be great, take care of your Delilah first. And sometimes, when you eat too much, it arouses your other appetites. Anytime you fast, you see, fasting doesn't help God. Fasting helps you. Fasting helps, it brings down the appetite of your body. Yeah, fasting. Young guy, who's in me break it 12? Boom, very. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Deal with it. Deal with your appetite. Deal with your appetite. Don't, don't, don't be going around, you know, and then you see food, and then, hey, devil, I bind you. I don't, I don't have time to bind food. It's not part of my problem. I'm spiritually so heavy that I can't afford physical heaviness too. You can't afford it. You can't be spiritually heavy and physically heavy at the same time. You can't. You can't. I feel a burden in my spirit. My wife woke up this morning around was it two or three something. Yeah. And she was asking me, ah, you are not asleep. I said, no. Even when I tried to sleep, I, when I was seeing myself, and I could feel like my spirit was still praying. I, I, can't, I can't be physically heavy and spiritually heavy at the same time. Watch it when you eat too much. See the dreams you have. Is somebody still with me? Ah, but the most dangerous one is called spiritual sleep. That's the third type of sleep. Spiritual sleep. First Kings chapter 3 verse 16. Quickly. First Kings chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says, now there came two women that were harlots or prostitutes unto the king and stood before him. Verse 17. And one woman said, oh my lord, I and this woman dwell in one house and I was delivered of a child with her in the, in the house. And it came to pass the third day after I was delivered that this woman was also delivered. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. Uh, verse 19. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. Her baby died because we did and she laid over her baby slept on the baby and killed the baby. Don't kill your baby. Don't kill your destiny. She slept to the extent that she laid on her baby and didn't even realize. Ah, now call no other paper. Even your phone, when you lie on it, don't you feel there is something there? This woman slept on her baby and didn't even realize that she was lying on a human being until the baby died. And look at verse 20. And she arose at midnight. And took my son from beside me while the high maiden slept. So, the first one slept and killed the baby. The second one slept and the baby was changed. I'm telling you, sleep will destroy you. Kadina Labahadabaya. Anybody who is sleeping in the spirit, I have a burden for you. May God wake you up. Uh, I said, may God wake you up. May God wake you up. May God wake you up and arrest that thief that is trying to steal your marriage. Arrest that person stealing your health. Arrest that person stealing your future. May God wake you up and may you wake up and arrest them. Somebody shout a big amen. When your handmaiden slept and laid it in her bosom and laid the dead child in my bosom. So they changed it. And I rose up in the morning to give my child suck. Behold, it was dead. But when I considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son. Somebody say it is not mine. 
Uh, shout and say, it is not mine. So when I woke up, then I realized that, ah, this baby is not mine. Sometimes you must look at yourself and say that this one, it is not mine. Some of the conditions you are going through, wake up and examine it. And you must know that this one, it is not mine. No. No. And in the same way, some destinies have been changed because of spiritual sleep. Because they were sleeping. Because they were sleeping. Are you still going to sleep? When we get into January, one of the things to do is to be very alert. Every month, most of the time, every month when I'm around and I say we are doing fasting and prayer, it's not like Bishop doesn't have anything doing. I live very far from here. Coming to church every day is a lot of work. From very far. When there is no traffic crowd, like 15 minutes to one hour to get here. Are you understand what I'm talking about? But I cannot trade my destiny for comfort. There are people whose blessings were taken away because they were sleeping. In Psalm 17 verse 15, it says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake. When I awake, I will be satisfied. May you be satisfied in the name of Jesus Christ. Please say that amen again. I said, may you be satisfied in the name of Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 14, verse 32 to 41. Mark 14, 32 to 41. That is when Jesus taught them to pray. Watch and pray, else you go into temptation. If you don't watch, he didn't say sleep and pray. He said watch and pray. Watch. Watch means that be awake and pray. Else, temptation will overcome you. And when we say temptation, you think, oh, a girl will come and tempt you. No, that is part of temptation, but that is not all. But temptation is anything that has a propensity to make you fall into sin. So sometimes your temptation could be, could be poverty. Because some of us have become liars because of money. Watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. I said watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Some of you, this month, you must take the thing by the horn. You must take the bull by the horn. Take the bull. If you are young, especially you young ones, you must decide that this January, I'm not sleeping more than four hours. Four, four five hours. It's okay. It's okay. It's better to suffer now and enjoy tomorrow. Suffer now and enjoy tomorrow. Don't enjoy today and suffer tomorrow. It will be sad. One day, I remember in Jowulu, a certain elderly man came to me and said, ah, I wish when I was young, I would have prayed like you guys. He said, my life would have been better. He said, but now look at me. When I even come and we are praying, I can't pray. Because I'm so weak. He said, ah. he said, my son, a lot of things have gone wrong in life. I wish I could have prayed. When you're, when, if you're a member of this church, five years from now, if you remain the same, I have a question to ask, ask you. Because you can't be in the, the way we are praying here. You can't be here. And two years from now, you are the same way you are. It was an abomination. It will never be your story in the name of Jesus Christ. Never be your story. Look at, write down the scripture. Luke chapter 9 verse 28. And it came to pass about in eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James and they went up into the mountain to pray. This is Jesus. Verse 29. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. Verse 30. And behold, there talked with him two men, two men, which were Moses and Elijah, verse 31, who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease, which he would accomplish in at Jerusalem, verse 32. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. 
they were heavy with sleep. Jesus was praying. His face was changing. Glory has appeared. Peter has come. And, and Moses have appeared. Elijah has come. And they were having a conversation with Jesus. And Peter, you have an opportunity to be in this atmosphere. James, you have an opportunity to be in this atmosphere. John, you have an opportunity to be in this atmosphere. Because the other nine were not privileged to have been on the mountain. I'm sure if Judas was there, he wouldn't have slept. Maybe he would have arranged to sell Elijah because he would have made a lot of money from Elijah. But Peter, James, John, you have an opportunity to be in such an atmosphere. But the Bible says their eyes were heavy with sleep. Heavy with sleep means that they couldn't control themselves. Couldn't control themselves. Look at what happened. And when they were awake, they saw his glory. They only saw the glory of God when they were awake. Until you wake up in the spirit, you will never see them. There are certain dimensions of glory which you can never see in life until you are awake. Oh, you are happy because little, little blessings here and there. Yes, we thank God for it. But when you are awake, I'm telling you, eyes have not yet seen, ears have not yet heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the kind of glory you're about to see. Receive that manifestation in your life. So awake. Enough. Tell your spirit, my spirit, awake. My spirit, awake. My soul, awake. Awake. Awake enough of their sleep. When they awoke, they saw his glory. They were there on the mountain watching Elijah, watching Moses, watching Jesus. What dimensions of glory? Talking to each other. This is not a spiritual vision that they need to be prophets to see. They appeared in glory. Jesus himself, that's why it is called the mountain of transfiguration. Because it was on the mountain that he got transfigured. And the people who had the privilege to see this were sleeping. Sleeping. But the Bible says, when they awoke, then they saw his glory. May you see the glory of God in 2024. Ah, I don't like your amen. I said, may you see the glory of God in 2024. They saw his glory. You see, this is why some can come to church and God will move powerfully and nothing will happen to them. Because physically they are looking, but spiritually they are sleeping. It is possible to be physically alert, but spiritually dead. And this question, you must answer it to yourself. Are you spiritually active or you are spiritually sleeping? Spiritually sleeping. Jacob, the Bible says that one day on his journey, when he was running away from his brother, he slept, used a stone as a pillow. Then when he slept, he had a dream and he saw angels ascending and descending. Then he said, ah, ah. So God was in this place and I did not know. If you don't wake up, he will come in the midst of people. Angels will appear in a service and you'll still get up and go back the same way you came. You know why? Because your spirit is not in tune. Your spirit is far. Your spirit is far. As long as you are not alert, you, can, you cannot tell what is happening in the spirit. You can only tell what happens in the physical. You can only remember, oh, Auntie Mary wore a pink, whatever, you know, Deacon, um, Ashon, wore a, a gray dress. Um, this one wore white. This one, you, you only describe what you see around, but you can't have an experience of glory. And that is why, church, you must not be satisfied with the way you are. It takes the spirit to break certain things in your life. This month, receive that grace upon your life. Come on, say that amen like you are still alert. I said, receive that grace upon your life. You must awake. 
and confront the reason why nobody rises in your family. Awake and confront it. Why is it that nobody rises in my family? Why is it that there is no prominent person in my family? You must awake and confront it. Why is it that no woman marries properly in my family? All of them, born one, born two, born three, all of them are in a certain way, somehow, some way, we are beautiful, but nothing happens. Why is it that nobody completed university in my family? You must be awake and confront it. There was a certain man of God, I think I've told you that story before. One of these fathers in Ghana, he said in his family, nobody ever attends university, mother's side, father's side. So his son, he decided that the boy must go to university. He prayed, prayed, prayed. The boy wrote um, Wasi. Is it Wasi? And then he passed. The day before which he would go to the university, they were on a story building. And for some reason, the boy felt dizzy or whatever happened. He fell from the story building to the ground and broke his hand. Thank God it was his hand he broke. They took him to the hospital. Being the first person to enter university in the family, he almost lost his life. So you must awake and confront why nobody is making progress in the family. You must awake and confront why everything should be, to be backward in the family. You must confront it. Because as we are sitting today, you are the only person who knows what poverty has done to your family. You are the only person who knows what divorce has done to your mother and your father's children. You are the only person. Sometimes, when I'm praying, there is a reason. I am the only person who has seen what I've seen in my family. You don't understand me. And you, you don't need to be understood. You must know what that thing has done to your family. You are the only person who knows what sickness has done to other people's children. So you must rise up, awake, and confront it. Oh, come to church and, you know, you are sleeping. Church is not a social gathering. Oh, I came because I'm coming to see my friend. No, see, you want to see your friend, that's fine. But the reason why I'm here is to encounter divinity. This season, I'm speaking over 25 people here. Before this fasting and prayer is over, dimensions of glory will manifest in your family. I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus Christ that any stronghold in the family that have held the family captive, Baruta Falaha, I declare that stronghold is broken. I don't like your amen. I said it is broken. Somebody shall break. The stronghold is broken. This year, somebody will step out. Step out. I, I spoke to a gentleman the other day. I said, look, this fasting and prayer. I said, do it. Because sometimes I don't know what to explain to people. What I, sometimes, you know, you pray for people and, and I, what I saw about the person. I said, my goodness, if only this guy would be awake. If only you'd be awake. In one year. You can achieve what your father couldn't achieve in 50 years. May grace come upon your life. I said may grace come upon your life. By the finger of God. This year, things will turn around. You will see the glory of God. Clap your hands and shout, I am awake. I am awake. It's not a year of African Cup. They are playing football. African Cup. Thank, thank God for their lives. Some of those players, the least of them probably will be taking, the least will be taking about $20,000 a week. Maybe you, your whole year, 20 years, maybe two years, if we put it together, you won't get $50,000. I won't sacrifice my prayer to go and watch um, what's the name of that guy? Salah. Huh? Yeah. Um, Mo Salah. Mohammed, yeah, that Liverpool. <laughs> oh, if I'm home and I want to watch, that's fine. But I won't sacrifice my prayer for Salah. That guy is taking over $100,000 a week or thereabout. 300000 You've sacrificed your prayer to go and watch him. Who we are calling train? Does somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, I'm tired. So, when I closed my mic, I went home. And then I went to, I went to eat and sleep small. I went to rest small. No, 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 no. No. Come and we pray. Tell somebody, come and pray. Yeah. 
Some of you, if you have to walk, if you have to walk from Kaneshi, North Kaneshi, if you have to walk from Abusoka, if you have to walk from Dansuman, walk to come and pray. It will be part of your testimony. I said it will be part of your testimony. Of how, ah, you, you know how, how far I walked? I used to walk just to go to church. But thank God, they that saw in tears, they shall reap in joy. I'm speaking over somebody here. This month of January, your testimony shall be guaranteed. Ah, I said this month of January, the God you serve, he will give you a turn around. Lift up your hand and shout, I am awake. Some of you, when you, when you fast start and you get to 6 o'clock and you realize that you are not hungry, continue, 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 continue to the next day. You won't die. You won't end cool. Continue. Fast. You know, Reverend Pani, he's not a small boy. Even though he's, he looks very young and very handsome, he's not a small boy. Sometimes he will fast. He won't break for about three days and he will be coming to church every day. You know, when you see me standing here, you think me it is the strength of the Lord. I'm telling you, sometimes I'm leading prayer and food. That is not our motivation. My motivation is something else. I am so awake that the things I've been through in my life, my children must not be through it. I am aware to an extent that I must see his glory. Ah, when I see people that God has blessed, are they better than me? If God did it for them, he must do it for me. I speak over your life that today, your life shall awake. May your spirit awake. May there be a revival in your life. May prayer boil up within you. Lift up your hand and shout fire. Awake. Look and listen. This thing about being awake, it has no respect to your title. You can call yourself bishop, pastor. Pastors, are you listening to me? Hey, you can be around. I've seen pastors and I said to God, I said, God, if this is what it means to be a pastor, please let me be a church member. Yeah. You, 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 sometimes you look at people and you think that the fact that you have become a pastor. I tell my children that there is no, that God has no grandchildren. So you must know God for yourself. You must serve God for yourself. You must pray for yourself. The fact that your father is a pastor, elder, deacon, deaconess, doesn't guarantee any different blessing for you. If somebody understands what I'm talking about, you must rise up for yourself. It happens. And you understand what I'm talking about? No, is somebody here today? So this life, and don't tell me it's because I've not started my own company. You can start your own company. If you sleep spiritually, your company will not do anything in life. By the grace of God, I'm not the founder, I'm not the general overseer of any church. But by the grace of God, the little things I've seen in my life, there are some, oh, this general, I went to a place with my wife to go and preach. Second January, when you were sleeping in the house, I was somewhere behind Koforidia somewhere. I was, <laughs> I went with my wife. This guy, big church. He has over 20 branches. He came to me some years ago that he want, God told him that I should be his father. I should be his spiritual mentor. I said, no. So I took him to Archbishop. The guy came, went and came back and told me that, you see, he still believes that whatever you get from Archbishop, Archbishop is too, so you are still my father. I went to his church just to meet his pastors. We do pastors conference and leaders training for them. Ask my wife. Plenty of people. And all the, most of the times I was preaching, the guy was on his knees. He said, that's my father. He's a general overseer and founder. You don't need to be number one to be blessed. Are you understand what I'm talking about? And I'm telling you, there are, I, I have people in the UK like that. I have people in America like that who call me by phone and say, that's my father. Please, what should I do about ABCD? So you might not be the CEO of that company, but God can raise you to a certain level. This year, may God come through for you. I said, this year, may God come through for you. And when God begins to lift you up, get ready for more enemies. Because some don't understand, but they won't understand. One thousand. Who did it? 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 Who did it?
So sometimes don't look at things and then calculate. You know, you, you know, Bishop, he, you know, he went to America the last time and then he went here and he went here. You know, Bishop, he traveled, no? he's traveling. No, 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 no. It didn't just come. It, it didn't come because of visa. It came because somebody was awake. Can we get all you ready? Can we get all you ready? This morning you are being anointed to be awake. If I were you, from tomorrow, we've done the first one week of fasting and prayer. From tomorrow, don't sleep. Be awake. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Join in the prayer. Join in the prayer. I've told you before, all my friends have invited to come and help us with the fasting and prayer. I'm so cool with them. I could have called Prophet Armstrong, Prophet um, Osei, and even tell them that come to my house. Let's pray. They will come. If I say, let's sleep here and pray, they will do it. So I didn't bring them here because of me. I brought them here because of you. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. May God bless your life. Don't come in easy. I said, may God bless your life. By December 2024, may God change your story forever and ever. Lift up your hand and shout a better amen. Any sickness the devil shot into your body, I declare, before this fasting is over, that sickness dies at the roots. Position yourselves quickly, pastors. Quickly. Position yourselves. If you're an elder, you're a deacon, you're a deaconess, I will anoint you. But the rest of you, position yourselves quickly. Let's do this quickly. The hand of God will prevail. The hand of God will prevail. There are some of you here. By the end of February, you will not be able to explain what happened. No, let, let Elder Mary do it. Give it to Elder Mary. And then, do we need to have some more oil? Yeah, Lady Jifa, take the oil and stand there, please. Do we, have, do we need some more? You are going to touch the oil and anoint yourself. And your prayer is one, God. I receive grace to be awake. Sir, can you go up and help the people upstairs? Yeah. Please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We are closing in the next few minutes. Lift up your hand. I was standing there preaching. I saw short, short arrows, like four, just flew out of your body. One came from your back. One came from your, two came from your knees. And then one from your head. That's what God is telling me. You've been feeling this back discomfort. Huh? Is that correct? It's true. And then you've been feeling some headaches, some funny, funny headaches. Is that correct? Yes, it's true. And then your knees, sometimes you feel so weak. It's like your knees, something. Is that correct? Yes, it's true. From today, it has left you forever. <laughs> Father, we bless this oil in the name of Jesus. I ask the Lord as we anoint ourselves, touch our spirits. Cause us to be awake in Jesus' name. Amen. Quickly, ushers, direct them to come. Chief, come. Call me this gentleman. Come. Have you been coming to church here? You've been coming. For how long? So many years. Really? Lift up your hand. Father, touch this gentleman. Do you remember your dreams? Do you remember your dreams? You don't. I see this guy in a dream 
and in a dream, it's like you were on one side and some people were on one side. It's like they were trying to fight you and you fought in the dream. You've had this dream, I see one, two, three, you've had this dream about three times. Now, the implication is that this dream is manifesting in your life. Sometimes, when you are making progress in trying to do something in life, you feel as if somebody is fighting you. That physically, you feel like somebody is fighting you because sometimes you can do something now when it is just about to get to the point where the thing will bear fruit for you to see the full manifestation of it. Suddenly, the whole thing disappears. But God is giving you a turnaround in your life. Anybody who said amen for you, may God give you also a turnaround. God is giving you a turnaround. By the grace of God, this year, before you enter the month of July, you will hear one of the best news ever in your life. May that be your story also as you clap and say amen. Give me oil. I anoint you in the name of Jesus. May your heavens open. Where you were defeated in a dream, may you turn it around and defeat them. Receive grace upon your life. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen. All the pastors, elders, come quickly, let me anoint you. Grace to be awake. 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 You are you are part of the reason why I've been fasting and I couldn't sleep tonight. That's why I called you at dawn. I called you this dawn and I asked you how you are doing because I wanted to see you. You are part of the reason why I couldn't sleep tonight. When they come ten times, your God will strike them down ten times. There is a war in the atmosphere. There is a battle in the atmosphere. Very, very fierce battle. Very, very fierce battle. Very, very fierce battle. But it is turning around. The battle is not only coming from the places you were expecting. Family and things. No, it's not only coming from there. You got involved and helped somebody. You helped somebody. The person had an issue with money. The person needed money because the person was sick and had some challenges and things like that. And you helped the person. And the, the demons attacking the person got angry with you. Because some of the help you gave to people, you needed to have prayed. Not because you didn't do the right, you did the right thing. But hear me, because of your good heart, God says, I should tell what I saw last night into this morning, God says, I should tell you that the battle is over. Amen. Power! In the name of Jesus. Everybody stretch out your hands towards him. And say, every arrow shot against him. Out. Back to the sender. Lift up your voice and pray for one minute. Fire! 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 In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Get me a bottle of oil. A full bottle of oil. Let me prove it. I'll show you what to do with it. Hey, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Your power and love. Jesus. Receive grace to be awake. Receive grace to be awake. Receive grace to be awake. Lift up your hands, everybody. We are closing. Lift up your hands, everybody. Oh, my God. We need to close. 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 Oh God, sometimes church can be somewhere, but we need to close.
muito close, muito close, muito close, muito close, muito close. Do you sometimes have this abdominal pain? You do. You have, you have abdominal pains. I see somebody took something from me here. Huh? It looks like it is something that appeared in a dream when somebody hit you on the tummy. And that thing you feel, this abdominal pain, never entertain the fear that you will never have children. Huh? Did you hear what I said? I'm praying for you today. This is not the regular, normal abdominal pain. Wherever this one came from, today, it goes back to the sender. And anything they took, anyone who took your womb from your stomach, I pray, let it be replaced in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the grace of God upon your life. Shout a big amen. Father, I pray that you give us grace to be awake. We'll be awake to recover anything we have lost. In the name of Jesus. We'll be awake to recover any and everything we have lost in the name of Jesus. will be awake to recover everything and anything that was lost in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who lost precious destinies through dreams receive recovery right now. May the hand of God come upon your life and bless you in Jesus' name. Everybody take out your second offering. Now, on Friday, was it on Friday or Thursday? Friday, you took some envelopes those of you couldn't bring yours, I, I brought mine. So, but if you couldn't bring yours, take that envelope out. Take out your offering. Ushers, where are you with the baskets? Put your offering in the basket and put the envelope on the altar. Is that okay? All right. Let's do that right now. Lift it up. Father, we bless. Everybody, please be upstanding. Take out a quality seed. Everybody. Father, we thank you for this seed in our hands. We bless receive multiple fold with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen.